Now Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. I have helped hundreds of clients throughout the home buying and home selling process. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. I like to say that I offer my clients exceptional service that moves you. Every week I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and sometimes we are even interactive, so you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, or if you want to listen to one again, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, I'd love the opportunity to meet with you. You can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, Melissa Wallace, Mary Baker, Emmanuel Ebot, and Mark Styles. Ooh, we got a full house tonight. I like <laughs> this guys. jam. This yeah. is a good song <laughs> no, right here. Like I, like I like it too. So, and Ben, you can hear us all okay, right? Uh, I can hear you. All right, perfect. So, what up, um, Ben? <laughs> what up? So tonight we have a special guest and two of my favorite people in this whole industry. We're so lucky. We say this all the time, right? Yeah, Mary, come share with me. Um, we're so lucky. Yes, we're just very lucky to have you know, be surrounded by the best of the best. And I think that we have two of those people right here in front of us right now. We have. I think we know. Yeah. I, oh yes, and we are on Facebook Live. Melissa, you want to tell everybody how they can find us there while I like do a little gymnastics. Uh, sure. Sure. So if you are friends with Sharon McNamara on Facebook, um, we are live on her personal page. If you're not, go to Sharon Costa McNamara on Facebook and friend request her so you can see us every week. Hmm. Yeah, cool. I'll be your friend, yeah. I guess. Yeah, we're trying to get everybody to go over to Boston Connect Real, uh, Boston Connect Real Estate page, right? Uh, yes, but you had your page up. With life. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I was testing earlier. I didn't know how else didn't to do, do a it. Good job. I, yeah, you didn't. You were terrible at that, earlier. actually, by the way. I was like, what the hell is she doing up there? <laughs> well, you could hear Melissa screaming. <laughs> I know I could. So, um, Melissa, do you want to give our guests a little intro? Sure. So we have Emmanuel Ebot and Mark Styles from Styles Law. We're gonna get more in depth into your intro after our uh, after our traffic, just because it's sort of it's like a little awkward time in between. So we're like trying to fill the gaps here, but <laughs> but we're very happy to have you guys. Should in our we new give home. the traffic report? <laughs> yeah. Did you guys was, hit any traffic was, on the way here? It was slow on the way over. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There was and some where red were you lights. Traveling from? Yeah, Marshfield. Ooh, Marshfield, and you. Well, I actually had a closing up in Newton, but... Okay. How was the traffic? You came all the way here from Newton? 
This is big time. You love us. You love us. Oh, my goodness. Big time. Awesome. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, we so, can do a little bit of an introduction. So you're cool. from Styles Law, obviously. Mm. Um, where is your office located? So we have our primary headquarters is in Marshfield, and then we have a uh, separate satellite office in Boston, in the Leather District of Boston. Oh, mm. I didn't know that. Swanky. Yeah. Mm. How often do you go there? Me? Yeah. Or Emmanuel? You might want to ask Emmanuel. Emmanuel, how often do you go there? <laughs> well, as Mark said, the Marshfield office is pretty much our, our, our home. Yeah. And we cater to the Boston clientele. Yeah. And so it's whenever we have a, it's by appointment only, but oh, yeah. you know, we, we're, you know, Closing. we're here. And then maybe open in a Newton office, maybe? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think the next office is going to be uh, in New Hampshire. Oh, in New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, well, that would be well, great. We'll get into that part later yeah. because we do have a question we do have that a relates question. to that. But uh, yeah. really? traffic, I don't know if it's from Marshfield, but we have Lisa DeMilo on the um, WATD Traffic Center to give us a little update. Hey, Lisa. Well, hey, Sharon. You know, Mark did a good job. I think everybody wants my job. I can just give it up very <laughs> easily because you're all doing a good job at it. <laughs> but I have to tell you, it's really filling in on the expressway southbound. It's now grind from the tunnel down to South Bay and passing the gas tank. You're back in it a third time from Granite Ave to the split. North End's jam from Granite Ave up past Nippons at Circle. And again, approaching the tunnel, Route 3 South, that's backed up a bit coming off the expressway. Sagamore and Bourne, both delay-free, but Route 24 South, that's busy down past 495. This report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Use your power to cure IBS and join the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation at Spin for Crohn's and Colitis Cures. Get started at spin4.org. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. Talk real estate continues on WATD. Now, let's connect with this week's Boston Connect Real Estate's Weekly Agent Spotlight. Spotlight. And we're back. Hello to all our South Shore neighbors. We don't have a weekly spotlight as an agent this week, but we do have special guests in-house with us today in our in-home office. You can catch us on Facebook again. So we're live and you can see everybody there. So uh, happy that you can join us. If you have any questions, I know Melissa has Facebook up right now too. So you can feel free to ask some questions. Just give us a thumbs up or a big hello if you can hear us okay. Uh, we had a little te technical difficulty with that in the past couple of weeks. But if you have questions regarding... Um, legal matters when it comes to real estate, just feel free to send us a message right there on Facebook and um, Melissa will be able to get that. Yeah. Also, if you want to call into the studio, we've had people calling in lately. Ben can pipe you right in at 781-837-4900. Um, again, tonight is your, your lucky night. Because you got Mark and, best. yeah, two of the best, Mark and Emmanuel here. And, um, yeah, we've had a great year working with you guys. And, as always, thank you so much, really, for taking care of our clients the way that you do. It's awesome. Um, you really get your systems down really, really well. And thank you. it's like a well-oiled machine. And Thank you. for us, because we're very busy as agents in a team, so this is our team. Um, Mary, how many houses have we sold this year? 56. 56. Wow. wow, we did pretty nice. good then, huh? Woo! Wow, that was really good then. <laughs> but when, that's a big number. <laughs> but when you're doing that much volume and I'm running an office with 32 agents and, you know, taking care of, you know, two kids that are in college and grad school and all that other stuff, it's just so good to know that we have your team on the other side taking care of the thing. Same side. 
Yeah, well, like, uh, well, same side, but you know what I mean? Like doing the job right. for us. Like you're uh, doing the legal part of it yep. is what I meant to say, right? Yeah, I think it's, we don't, we never have to second guess or worry what's going on when our clients are using your office because we just know you're handling business. Right. Well, and a, you'll let us know if there's a problem. Right. You know? And it's a great partnership because of the way you work with your clients, right? Mm-hmm. You guys are very professional. Um, and when the client is introduced to us, there's a lot of questions that are already answered, right? There's Mm -hmm. a a lot of expectations already managed. So it's really easy to work with your clients and it's nice working with you all because you treat us like partners, right? Mm -hmm. We're not a vendor that needs to help get something done. You Mm -hmm. see us more as an affinity partner where we're doing good by somebody together, which is always a pleasure to work with folks like that. Mm-hmm. And we do work a lot with Emmanuel, mm. um, which I love. I mean, he's Me just, too. he's great. <laughs> I know. I do. You couldn't stand hearing my voice every day, could you? <laughs> we have a lot of fun with Emmanuel. He's just great. Say. He's he, great. Let's he, have some fun with him right now. He gave me his cell phone number, but still. I mean, do you know where he's from? No, I don't know where, where he's from. Where are you from, Emmanuel? Well, I am a Midwestern boy. Oh, originally, really? Yeah. From, that, well, originally from Cameroon, but Cameroon grew up in, grew up in corn country. Out in, uh, Cameroon. Cameroon is a Western African country. That's where my, oh. my parents are from. Hmm. Originally, yeah. So, you don't I, meet okay, someone so from mid- Cameroon Midwest very often. What's, what's corn country? Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, if you ever need good corn, just let me from know. From Cameroon okay. to I Iowa. I love corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do, but me Mary too. won't let me eat it because she says it's not it's healthy. It's not a vegetable. I'm it's sorry. not that it's not healthy. It's just useless, it's, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just it's a carb. Mm-hmm. That's you mean, if, you like have, if you have corn and potatoes, you're doubling up there. I'd rather <laughs> have Iowa corn and Idaho. <laughs> do you make a good corn chowder? No. No? <laughs> Does your wife? I'll, I can grill a good corn. Good corn yeah, really? So do you still have family there? I do. Yeah. In, in, uh, both in Cameroon and in Iowa, yeah. So really? I, I, I'm, I'm all over the place. So do you go back always. often to visit I in try. Africa and stuff too? I, well, I haven't been back since I was a teenager. Really? really? But huh. um, Iowa, I go once a year. Oh, I really? Oh, well, that's can. great. Yeah. So your mom and dad are there? My well, my my mom has now relocated, but I still have extended family there. Yeah. So it's, we're we're you know my family. We could spend thirty minutes on where yeah. we all are. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're everywhere. <laughs> we're everywhere. This guy's yeah. super. We're changing the topic. Yeah. It's all about Emmanuel. <laughs> yeah. I know. Really, all these things that I am I a bad person because I haven't asked. No, I knew that you were from Midwest yeah. because first of all, I can just tell by your persona that you're just very calm, cool, and collective. You know how I always say you're like one pulse short of being flatlined. Yes. Like because you're so in, in cool. A good way. In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Well, even the other day. It's so important in this space, isn't it? It is so important, and I have to tell you. Calm and cooling, stress-free. And I sort of tend to be a little hyper, and I wasn't feeling good last week, and like I got like sort of like sparky, you know, it's spicy. Yeah. And Emmanuel's like, well, no, I don't mind just saying. And I was like, Emmanuel, you're such a better man than me. <laughs> but Mary, can you um, actually talk to our listeners? Because I do want to highlight you guys a lot. And then we are going to get into some of the meat of uh, the girls put together this agenda. But last week I thought was such a really, really good example of being partners in this business mm. because we went to the NAR convention last mm. week and it was in San Francisco, three hour, you know, um, time difference, which makes it difficult. And honestly, we were there to learn. So you don't want to be stressed about what's going on with your transactions when you're trying to learn 
something new to help your clients, right? But those don't stop just because you're getting on a plane, right? Exactly. <clears throat> and you're in those classes all day long, and it's, you're running in between and, mm. and everything. But we had something going on, and you want to just say how Emmanuel was just so awesome about that? Yeah. So we actually... Oops. So we actually had like several closings last week with your office that we weren't here for, but we had Mark, our go-to guy. We were at the Mark airport McNamara. for them. We <laughs> were. We had. We had a four-hour delay, so we could have gone, but you know, it would have been. It would have been mm. hectic. But something that I love. Um, so this is a kind of completely different, but something that I love about your office is we can go in there at any time. Like the who's who's the girl at the front desk, Bridget? Mm-hmm. Bridget, she knows who I am now because I walk she in. She hasn't been like, there that long either. She, no, she really hasn't. She's, she's like, awesome, hey, Mary, <laughs> what are you? She's, who she's are you here rock, to drop off something for? She's a rising superstar. I can't wait to see what she. She she knows my voice. I mean, like it's very much we're all like you said partners and mm. working together. So we drop off everything that we need to you guys if we can't be there ourselves, and mm-hmm. you, you're just so good about um, picking up where we leave off. And I think that's something that we'll get into a little bit later here. But I know while we were away, we have had this transaction that's just been, you know, difficult to say the least. And um, we were in classes all day and that I never caught on to that three hour time difference. It didn't make any sense to me. I, I was <laughs> Did you leave always, your watch the same? Did you leave it at Eastern Standard No, time? these Apple watches just, they do it uh, on themselves. Cool, yeah. they, they change, they <laughs> change on their own. Um, but I never got the hang of it regardless. I think I ordered somebody pizza that was supposed to be at 12 o'clock by like four. Just saying. <laughs> Sorry, Harrington's. Love you. Um, anyway, um, I think what what was nice is Emmanuel knew that we were away, so he was able to kind of pick up and say, all right, I'm going to take over this kind of nightmare that was going yeah. on mm-hmm. and roll with it. And I'm and I apologize to him later. I was like, we were in class all day. He was like, ah, I got it. Don't got even it. worry about it's it. Been there, um, done it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it may- maybe wasn't even really his place to be getting involved at that point. And it should have been something that we were doing, yeah. but he had no problem rolling with it and saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is, you know, I know Mary and Sharon would be on the same page with us and mm-hmm. everything. So mm-hmm. that's what we do. Yeah. Um, I asked if anybody had a question for you guys, Uh-oh. and um, dum, we do have a question. Dum. Does Emmanuel ever get asked if he looks like Big Pop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great question. Peter wow. Fakaisen, wow. you're a funny, funny man. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, there's uh, I'm not going to name any names here, but funny story. <laughs> there is a, rec- a recurring client that we have that I had done uh, uh, multiple transactions with. And it wasn't until recently that he knew my real name because all he called me was Poppy the yeah. whole time. <laughs> so the answer to that question, Pete, is yes. Yes. <laughs> Maybe yes. once or twice. A lot yeah. of people call him Poppy. <laughs> I That's have, funny. I have a funny story about that too, Peter, that I can tell. So at our grand opening, Emmanuel came to that, and uh, one of our clients was here, Kelly, yeah. uh, Kelly uh, Riggins, and and she's like, I was like, oh, here, this is Emmanuel. It was great too because he was here, and I was able to introduce him because a lot of times you guys don't even get to meet them while we're in transaction. Right. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, this is Emmanuel. This is your attorney. She's like, oh, great to meet you. Blah blah blah. And then later on that day, I'm in the kitchen doing something, and she's like, I got to tell you, this this is sort of funny. She's like. Um, Emmanuel Ebot. I thought he was a small Jewish man. <laughs> I was like, no, different. Didn't you go to an event where where the, kid, the kids thought you were looking? They went to they ask you for your autograph. <laughs> they were looking for your autograph. Oh, you should have worn a 
you should have worn a jersey. Uh, yeah. I've done that for Halloween. If I had known that, I yeah. would have. But, the, you know, the kid was, was like eyeing me, eyeing me, and then kind of nudged nudged her mom and asked whether that was David Ortiz. And when they said no, just to look a disappointment. <laughs> oh, you saw the tears so, well up in her eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's sad. <laughs> that is funny. All right, let's, let's get into talking about you guys a little bit. Us guys? Yeah, you guys. Okay. Um, so... Obviously, we talked about where your office is located, so yeah. you're in Marshfield, mm-hmm. right off of 139, which is awesome, prime location. Yep. Um, how long have you guys been in business? When did you open Styles Law? January 2nd, 1996. Wow. wow. Can mm. I tell you Were how you old? born? Yes, I was. You were? I was, I was seven five. years old. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that makes me feel old. <laughs> These are what you're dealing with mm. now. Us, which, us which, by the way, millennials. I love your generation. Mm-hmm. I've been okay. talking Thanks. to people about that and and my generation is is uh not painting a great picture mm-hmm. of you folks and I I stand on a soapbox and defend the Thank millennial you. generation I all the time. We actually heard styles. that a lot at NAR. That, <clears throat> really? That we get a bad rap but people we just I think a lot of um it's it's misguided because every generation who's in their 20s early 30s gets thrashed. Mm-hmm. I was part of the Gen X Generation and we were slackers and lazy and this and that, and and I, I don't think it's right that they do that. But there's it's a it's it's more of a, a brain development period than a generation, right? But your generation was raised differently than ours, right? So you had a lot of technology at yeah. your fingertips. You had the participation trophies, which, by the way, only recently have I come to the thesis that I think that might have actually been really good. Okay. Where, you know, the competitor and me and, and all of the people I talk to have always said, you know, it's horrible, they're they're entitled, they're weak, they always think they're gonna get a prize. And and I was saying to a friend of mine, I'm like, at what point did it become socially acceptable for men to hug one another? You know, two mm-hmm. years ago, five years ago? Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, it was like, whoa, man, don't touch me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the influence of your generation mm-hmm. on us that, you know, you are caring, you're environmentally friendly. I've got my, boxed for those who can't see this, <laughs> I've got a boxed water here, which I, I love that you guys are, you know, focused in on that. And I think there's so much more positives coming mm-hmm. from your generation than, than people realize. I well, love that. A lot of the statistics that they were talking about is that the millennials are, they're more um, likely to be repeat customers. They're mm-hmm. loyal. Well, they're coming informed they, too. Yeah, they're coming informed. So they'll they'll sort of research everything mm. like to the T. YouTube's a beautiful thing. Before they make thing, a decision. But at least they <laughs> have an informed decision. So they're not making so many mistakes, but they're also very loyal. So once they choose somebody, they're brand loyal. They're yeah. they're person loyal. Yeah. So we have a deep, lot of statistics deep. on that from about millennials from the NAR conference. Really? It's like 70% of them. Should you will, tell your listeners what NAR is? Oh, NAR, yeah. So National Association of Realtors. Uh, so we're a Realtor office. And it's not Realtor. It's just <laughs> Realtor. <laughs> Do you say it? I got yelled at for saying it. I, I, I'm my, a little my team. afraid to say it now. I don't say it. I, call, I say real estate professionals, and I don't have to. Real tour. <laughs> real estate I don't tour. have to go down there. That's like yeah. real tour because we're like superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> That's we wear I a cape. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But seventy uh, percent of the millennials will 
they will pick an agent and they will stay with that agent and they want somebody that they can trust. They'll do all the information themselves, look for all that information themselves. That's what I love about your generation. You're more resourceful mm-hmm. than, and you guys pick it up with me because you know there's a lot of times where I'll, I'll just like bark out, hey, where's this? Where can I find that document? Right. Mary will literally look at me through her office and say, teamwork. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> you just need a button that says it. Yeah. So, like, I'm still not in the habit of doing certain well, things. Well, because we didn't have information at our fingertips mm-hmm. growing up. We had to go to the Encyclopedia Britannica to find something, that. not Google, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're, that generation, you all, mm-hmm. who I love, can just find that information so quickly and they know how to access that information. They go to, if they have a question about title insurance, they're going to go to YouTube and mm-hmm. find an unbelievable video. At Styles yeah. Law's YouTube channel. Yeah, right? well, we definitely want to promote all that. And we'll, we'll do a we'll do a blog and make sure that everybody has your. But um, my, that's my point. So they're coming to us informed, and it's great, mm-hmm. you know. And there there is a risk associated with that, though, right? The commoditization of some of the personal services that we're dealing with, right? So if they think that they have enough information, then they can go for the lowest price possible, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's sometimes a, a huge mistake. But Sometimes. there's there's yeah. stats about that too, Always. though. What are they saying? Um, that so f- for a millennial, like even for me, yeah. I'd rather pay more and know that I'm getting good service. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather pay for quality than risk doing it on my own because we came up in the generation of of um, seeing our parents mm. who were very stable and then not so stable when the crash happened. Mm-hmm. So we. So where were you in life when that happened? Um. So what the was crash was two thousand eight. 2008, Eight. I was just graduating high school. Okay. So, so just you go, saw Just it. going into college. Yeah. yeah. So I saw it and had an understanding of it. And um, stressed out at college, away from your family, your family's struggling. Oh, like, yeah. what is going on? Are huh. we going to be okay? Should I be in college? Yeah. Can my like, parents can afford, we afford this? this? Yeah. Um, so does that hold you all back from, from um, buying? Like, does that make your generation kind of nervous to buy because what they saw happen when you were a senior in high school and getting ready to go off to college? I don't necessarily. Well, you are. You've already purchased mm-hmm. a house. Um, and I'm me, not speaking for you yeah. two because you're in it. But yeah. your generation were they kind of rattled by that to the point where they might be like, "I'm going to rent" because I mm-hmm. saw what happened. I think. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I. I, I think that um, we know sort of a lot of people our age who are sort of getting to that point where they're purchasing their homes, whether they're in their late twenties or early thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's but, a lot later than what it right. used to be. Yeah. So that's but the that's thing. our yeah. generation right now. But is yeah. it the is it the student debt that they're strapped with? It's the that student debt. Them. It's mm-hmm. it's. It's not relying on anybody but yourself. So you're, if you are renting, you're renting with other, you know, people your mm-hmm. same age. I just got out of that situation myself. But, you know, I personally pay for everything myself, right. paid for college, right. all that stuff. So, um, so that's sort of something that is holding, I, I think, our generation back so because because of what start. happened, maybe we had to pay for. Yeah, everything but I also think not had. Yeah, you know, our parents pay for things because um, they might not because they didn't have to. the money. Yeah, right. but what I think that also shows, though, Mark. I mean, because we were in this in a manual, right? Deep. So we were into this deep. 2010 is when I opened up Boston Connected. That was the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. So I think what has changed, what this, what this generation is probably, and we're definitely off track here a little bit, but what Are this we? generation is probably failing is that. They saw what their parents went through. They're also the ones that are dealing with all of that debt. They also are the generation that wants a nice quality car because they deserve it, right? 
so they have the high car payments and things like that. But they're also smart enough to know that they don't want to end up like their parents were, so they're afraid to buy that home. And that's why they're probably renting, because they're a little more educated and a little smarter about their finances when they know, all right, well, I have this much in college, you know, monthly payment mm-hmm. for tuition. What, what do you call that? Um, tuition paid student, student loans yeah so i have this much i have this much for my car i'm not going to take the chance of buying a house having the mortgage and then losing it right so that's that's my two cents what do you think no i i agree because at the end of the day if you're renting and you're renting with other people there's always the possibility that hey i can get another roommate or i can but maybe is that get- also like the the community base of your of your generation like i want to be surrounded by my people i don't need a lot i certainly don't need a big house right now. I'm, I'm a minimalist, right? I don't have to uh, I'm a have big proponent these. for millennials being minimalists. Yeah. So I have a question for you folks then. Okay. What are we going to do with those big McMansion neighborhoods? Because no one's in your generation is going to buy them. Actually, that is a great question. I would great question. I would love to see... Do you know like, Pat Hyben? No. So I talked to Pat Hyben. Pat Hyben's got a podcast. He's, he's a big real estate trainer. He was the number one agent for Remax one year, and then the very next year went to Keller Williams, was the number one agent in all of the nation of Keller Williams back, and he's now created like this training thing. And I talked to him about it, and I believe that the only way to deal with it is like in the city. So you have those big Victorians in the city, you chop them up and it becomes a four family. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna have neighborhoods in the suburbs of these big homes with not a lot of land, and there's gonna be four families living in those. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking 30 years from now, but, Mm-hmm. These are a thousand dollar a month heating bills. Are you well, gonna- that's what I was going to say. It's really the utilities mm-hmm. right now. I mean, we have a house right now. It's a beautiful house. It's priced aggressively. It has a couple of things though. It's an antique, which I love antiques. This is the one I want you to do a class at for me. Yeah. It, but it's a big house. So you think about what is this going to cost in my gas bill? It has an industrial kitchen in it. So it's been really difficult to yeah. find that perfect buyer for that. <laughs> but I think the problem that we'll probably have in the suburbs, because I mean, you're on the zoning board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm on zone. I was on zoning in Pembroke, and then went to conservation. But now nothing, um, <laughs> which feels very good, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know that. I don't see the towns really going that way and allowing legal multifamilies in these situations because then they're going to have to worry about the fire departments, the school system, and the impact that it's going to have. Right now. Right now, yeah. But 30 years when there's no land, Mm -hmm. right, to build in some of these communities, and you're looking at these neighborhoods with these massive 7,500, 10,000 square Mm -hmm. foot houses that look exactly alike Mm -hmm. on a street, no one's buying them. Are you just going to let them... Yeah, I never even understood when we were in that time frame. I could never understand why anybody would need a living room in their bedroom. Don't you do one thing or the other? Well, it's generational, right? (laughs) I mean, these are these are the the Gordon Gecko era, right? Right, greed is good. Eighties coming up, swinging, uh, big Wall Street, money is every. It's all about money. Mm. That I applaud your generation. It is not all about money, Mm -hmm. and that is that's a mindset shift for even us who were working in the late 90s, early 2000s because commissions, end of month, 
numbers. Where are we? Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't really, you know, am I taking care of my people? Is everybody happy? Is more mm-hmm. in line with what you folks are, are and, and talking about? And that was definitely just the the feeling that you got, the aura at the right. NAR convention. And the, it was definitely all about it's positive. that. positive. And it felt really good, Mark. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm going to say that's the agent I've been forever. Right. I've been doing this for 19 years. Millennial forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a, a millennial mindset. You were the first millennial and yeah. you just stayed. But I just, I've always had that for me, my clients were always more important to me than my commission. And I just, I, I don't, and we talk about this now, and this is how I do the trainings at Boston Connect and with my team is I just want us to stay focused. It's not about selling a house. For me, it's about helping a family. Right. I can get motivated by that. Right. So the more people I help, well, obviously the more money we make, right? right? But I'm not going to focus on that. And as the broker of the company, I've sat down with agents in my office and, you know, they want more, 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 not their generation, a generation above them. And I say, do you care more about your client or your commission? And one response one time was, it must be nice not to worry about money, Sharon. I looked at Trish Flynn and said, I think I'll leave now. You can handle the rest of this. <laughs> so, Well, the reality of it is, is if you're doing the right thing and, you're, yeah. and, you're, and your values are in the right place, money just happens to follow. It's just, it's natural. And that's how I feel in our industry. And I know you've done a really good job about um, helping agents understand we're colleagues we're not competitors we just wear different color shirts and i've always felt that way too and i've had conversations with we recently had an agent who joined us from redfin Mm -hmm. and he said i'll never forget i had a transaction with you and i was getting a little cocky or whatever and i remember you saying to me you your career will go much further when you realize that this isn't about me and it isn't about you it's about my client and your client he goes and i've never forgotten you were you know i was nice about it um so well it's cooperators i say this all the time and you mentioned at the real estate school so we we teach ces Mm -hmm. at our office we have a real estate school yeah (laughs) and it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun because it's collaborative learning right so there's eight people in the room some of them work together some of them don't and we're sharing ideas and um, teaching through uh, experiences, but what we always say is, you know, listen, you have earned your commission when the buyer and the seller come together. Everything else is <clears throat> is customer service, but for you all to to bring those buyers and sellers together, you're cooperators. You're not competitors. Like you need to be working together for the benefit of the clients. Your buyer wants to buy, your seller wants to sell. I never understood why people draw a line in the sand and, you know, pound their chest and say, we're going to fight for that last $50. No, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not what your client wants. Your client wants to buy this house. Your client wants to sell this house. Like, why are we throwing up these obstacles to, to make it challenging? And it's, that's another reason why it's nice working with you folks. So that actually brings me to a question that we Uh had thought about. So I'm just getting back, um, looking at the agenda a little bit. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel talk since he came from Newton. Well, so ask him the question that, then. That, well, that is something. Ask him so the hard ones. You're talking about cooperating brokers, right? So mm-hmm. we're definitely cooperating professionals, professionals too, yeah. you know, cause we run into it with the attorneys also. And it's like, Hey, well, what, what, what are you we doing? You know, have you seen a little bit of a shift? Cause I feel like we've seen a shift in the agents that were coming in contact with, the brokers that were coming in contact with and their mentality, not necessarily in a great way. Um, have you guys What do you mean? So um, you're seeing it spinning in the wrong way? We did a show a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we Just, did. It's yeah. sort of like a WTF moment. Like we had one day where it's like, could anything else go wrong? Like what is going on here? But we just, we were coming across people sort of 
throughout the industry, not just um, other agents that just sort of we're really only thinking about, you know, how can I one up the other person? Really? How, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, that's and it's disheartening. Just, um, or how can I be sneaky? How can I mm. how can I get this? For Was my it just like a, the the magic of three? You all of a sudden had three <clears throat> terrible. It, situations? Um, it was probably a little bit of that that had happened. But for me being in this industry for 19 years now, it was you know the situation I had. Oddly, your office was working with the buyer. Uh-oh. Yeah, in Uh-oh. our Uh-oh. office. Uh-oh. Yeah. I won't say, I'm not going to say any names or exactly what happened. I told Emmanuel after the fact um, because I didn't want to get involved. But I was like, I wish that this attorney over at Styles' office knew who I was. So when he's hearing these things that they're saying that this other attorney he would does. know it's not true. He does. He, he, who he was, does because at 930 every morning mm-hmm. we get together as a team and, and we, mas- we mastermind. Huddle. Well, we like to call it a mastermind, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody goes through all of the active transactions. I sit in with my 24, oh my God, my 24 years of experience. Emmanuel, do you and say then, stuff about us? And then we have, have the bright, us? we have the other bright one from them. <laughs> yeah, but it's... hear this story. privilege, Sharon. I yeah. can't <laughs> <laughs> No, but it, we, we care about all of our referral yeah. partners. So it's like, hey, listen, Sharon's team's on the other side, okay, you know, yeah. but at the same token, it's... You know, we're never looking to obstruct. We're yeah. always taking. Mm-hmm. I mean, the mantra is over and over again in our office. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, we're not litigators. Yeah. Buyer wants to buy, seller wants to sell. We're here at the point where they've already come together and made that decision. So, and, how do we help guide them there? And you know, the problem. What happened with that though is, I, I will say that lies and deceit will start. You know, the Dorchester in me can only be stifled for so long. So, you know, for me though, that gets my feathers up a little bit. It's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate because it's like, why did you lie to me? Like, you did not have to lie to me. So, another quote cooperating agent lied to you. Exactly. It's like in a bad way. Like, Mm. you waived your home inspection and then told me you were going in there to measure for the refrigerator, let's say. And then brought in a full blown. You know, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because this is one of the things I've kind of been on my soapbox about too is um, I don't like the ability for people to waive their home inspection. I don't think mm. it's it's right. I, I know that it's it's a tactic that's used more often mm-hmm. in the city, right, Emmanuel, that, that people try to strengthen their offers with a... Yeah, like it's a marketing, you know, mm-hmm. a negotiating tool just to, to move their off to the top. Mm-hmm. And then once they have the deal, they... Over asking. Well, they'll try, to, they'll try to do no it again. Sale yeah. continue, so. But I, my soapbox is this, and I'm not looking to give a windfall to the home inspectors, but, you know, the good ones, then hopefully they continue to license them and keep the barrier to entry at a high level. But I think that it should be mandated that every consumer has to have a home inspection. We have to give them facts for consumers. Legally, we have to do that. We actually, it's weird though that the state doesn't make us have our buyer client sign it, but we legally, as Massachusetts real estate mm. agents, have to give them a piece of paper that it's facts for consumers from the state of Massachusetts. I think in Florida, you have to have a home inspection. And, and everybody should. Florida does a lot of real they estate transaction of, yeah. right. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, their contract is, is solid. It's fair. You know, there's no wasted time going back and forth about minutia Uh and they i've done a few transactions in florida and i've seen how they do it and i kind of like the model Mm -hmm. that they have because there's a ton of transactions going on down there so it would be chaos Mm -hmm. if they didn't have some some semblance of uh, a system down but the fact that people would buy a house a consumer a primary residence uh, somebody who's not 
mm-hmm. you know, skilled labor, skilled in construction or mm-hmm. um, types of things like that to buy a home without having a home inspection is it's negligent mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then the folks that try to, you know, strategically slide one past and say, we're waiving it. You know, you can sell us whatever you're, you have, no matter how bad it is, we'll take it. And then mm-hmm. they do what whatever happened well, to you. Well, and what you. happened is, and I do want to get into some of our topics too, but there I... There are topics? Yeah. Other than that? <laughs> but the thing that happened though, when you start that way, then I'm always questioning if you're right. ever telling me Well, you've breached trust. Exactly. So for me, it was, I and I said this right to the agent, I was like, I always, I feel like I'm playing a game of survivor with you where you're trying to outwit, outsmart. And I was like, I'm not going to let my torch get blown out. Like, I don't have time. Yeah, I don't. And I really don't want to play, like it's right. not even Let's playing. be transparent. Yeah. Let's tell everybody exactly what you have because, again, buyer wants to buy, seller wants to sell. It's our job to get them there in a smooth and effective way that doesn't cause a lot of stress because it's stressful for these people. Why are we adding stress to it? Mm-hmm. Be transparent. I, I'm into that. <laughs> so I'm going to take that as a no. You are not seeing it trickle down into the real estate attorneys. Well, I wasn't sure where you were going yeah, initially are, are with you, it. Are you seeing, are you seeing it? Well, we're trying to, you know, create the 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 message for attorneys. At least, the, the reality of it is, is we run into the same attorneys over and over again, and yeah. we can't operate without them, right? Because there's a buyer and there's a seller. So a lot of times we're seeing the same people over and over again. So we get used to each other, and frankly, we're calling people out if they're misbehaving, you know. So. Um, if we can create a community of understanding, we're getting closer to Florida's model, yeah, right? Okay. We're getting closer to the model that, you know, we should have a fair and equal bargaining agreement mm-hmm. where the buyer and the seller both don't feel like somebody's getting over on them. Mm-hmm. You know, we e- equally are going together in this agreement for the same core purpose, which is I want to sell, yeah. you want to buy, let's do it, you know? In, in, you know, Going over what Mark just said, the deals that we do see, the tension, it's usually with another attorney who's not experienced in real estate. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's coming from another field, a litigator or mm-hmm. uh, and they they're trying and, and, and it's like attorney. Attorney. <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's similar with yeah. some of the the less than optimal real estate professionals, right? They're trying to show their value and they're and they're just really showing their weakness because mm-hmm. there's they're they're trying to throw up and look at look what I did for you, you know, and it really it's it's a disservice to mm-hmm. the client. You know, the, it's like a I always say it, real estate agents they're kind of like referees. At the end of the game, you know, you shouldn't know their name. I mean, obviously you should and be with you guys forever and ever because of how you guided them there. You're not going to remember their name because they called a bad penalty or they threw a, a rock across to the other side mm-hmm. and caused this commotion. It's, it's you, just, you just flow up with the transaction to the closing and people will remember how how easy the experience was, how stress-free the experience was. So you're going to have those people for life. And, you know, the way you guys operate is very similar to the way we operate. We see ourselves as more of a resource for these people, like lifelong, we're here for you. We want to be there for questions in the future about real estate and other things. And, and you all are the same way. What they're, what they, people resist is, is the, the conflict, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no need for a fight in a real estate transaction. And, and I think the that the attorneys like Emmanuel was referring to, you know, the divorce attorneys doing one deal for their cousin and they're getting in there and they, 
you know, it's also the fight or flight mentality, yeah. right? So they're not really sure. So they're just going to fight their way out of the corner. And, and it just causes everybody time and aggravation when we find the people that we deal with all the time. It's like, oh, okay, this will be smooth. We'll get through, protect each other. Prote- I mean, protect each other's clients, respect with, respectively. But at the same time, we know what's fair. Yeah. So let's be fair and let's get to the closing because, again, we're not we're not an obstacle to this process. We're we're a facilitator. Yeah. Uh, we have seven minutes left. So if you have a oh question for Mark or Emmanuel, we are live on Facebook. So Sharon Costa McNamara on Facebook, um, or if you have ourselves. Just give us a text, 781-837-4900 is the um, WATD phone number if you want to call in, too. So, Mark, since and Emmanuel, since we don't have much time left, we're going to have to, you'll have to promise that you can come back another time so we can uh, go over some of the things on the agenda. But Mark was just insistent on not following it. That's why it's on the floor over there. <laughs> well, I was afraid of some of those questions. That no, they did it. For you. They did it. But I want to actually talk, let's talk a little bit more. So here we yeah, we're talking about how the both of you go in and you protect your clients, you know, protect our clients and you're helping our clients, you're bringing our clients together, buying, selling, whatever. Um, Emmanuel, why don't you let our listeners know what is it exactly and why is it so important to have a real estate attorney working for you? What are your jobs once we help somebody get a house under agreement? Sure. Well, <clears throat> at a basic level, mm-hmm. um, especially in Massachusetts, once you have a buyer and you have a seller, and they have an accepted offer. That's a contract. It's a legal document that has legal consequences if there's a breach, especially for a buyer, um, where there's you're putting a deposit down, and if you don't follow through with what you agreed to do, you can lose the money. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a real estate attorney, my job is to protect whether I'm representing the seller or the buyer, their legal interests from the point that they're, le- they're in a contract all the way to the closing. And that... Um, especially in a state like Massachusetts where we have um, such dire consequences upon breach, mm-hmm. proceeding without an attorney, um, it's, it's, you know, I think Mark mentioned malpractice. It's just not, it's not wise. Um, and having been through many of these transactions before, um, we, we see that we, we, we can anticipate issues before they come up. And that's where we you know where we where we see our expertise there is letting a client know that well you know, based on what we see here you you sh- we should put this provision into the PNS agreement because there's a septic system there and if it mm-hmm. fails this is what could happen without an attorney you're proceeding without any type of protection and when something does happen you're now stuck in litigation with a either a buyer or a seller so in a nutshell it's really to protect the interests of a buyer and seller because the ramifications of things something falls apart. Are, are, are pretty dire so mm-hmm. do you think um, it's it's appropriate or um, advisable to get involved at the offer stage even for an attorney because I know sometimes we have clients who come to us um, and usually it's something just real estate agents are going to handle and then the offer goes to you once it's accepted and you guys produce the purchase and sales agreement and kind of negotiate that is it something I'm just curious now so is it I, something you want you know, I'll, I'll to do Mark can answer this as well I actually think it's a great idea to oh, really? involve an attorney that early we actually have and I know Mark's probably talked about this greater we have an attorney on call on weekends for realtors to call in as they're negotiating the offers because again that offer is a binding contract right. mm-hmm. so you do want some especially if there's a question yeah. that mm-hmm. you're, you're unsure like how of, should I word how this? should I word yeah. this um, there's this mm-hmm. 
you know, there's there's a shared driveway that we've that's been disclosed. How should we address it? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's, there's we see an easement on a plan. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Things like that. Those are things that you really want an attorney involved, uh, even at at the earliest stage. I even you know I I know Sharon and, and Mary. You've called me even before. I know. Even before <laughs> right when you list. Right when you <laughs> list. So yeah, I, I'm amazed, frankly, that we don't get involved more in the offers, and I don't understand where that all began. But mm-hmm. I also believe that most real estate professionals don't really know that this is a binding contract that this mm-hmm. and I, i'm sure that the consumers some of them are going in like oh this is just a letter of yeah. understanding or a memorandum yeah. or a letter of intent but you can we'll be bound you yeah whenever. i mean you can close based on an offer like that mm-hmm. contract is enough and we we we've been teaching the purchase and sale agreement class in the in the uh, CEs, and I say that all the time. I, I I'm I'm baffled that mm-hmm. we're not brought in because what happens is that's a binding contract. So mm-hmm. whatever is in that contract is going in the purchase and sale agreement. So if there's a if there's a poorly crafted contingency, you know, mm-hmm. I need to sell my house, but it's not written well. Mm-hmm. We're stuck with that language, and and if and if we try to change it, then we're really renegotiating the terms that these parties already agreed on. Mm-hmm. So therefore, then we look bad that we're yeah. trying to renegotiate something when in fact we're just trying to clarify mm-hmm. and rewrite. But if we were called as we're doing it, or we're able to send like here's the good sale contingency language, use this at mm-hmm. this point in time. I mean, we're open to it. I don't know why the industry has been hesitant to bring the attorney in there, but that's where I believe we should Mm -hmm. be brought in. Oh my goodness, I cannot even believe that we're out of time. I agree with you and Went I know fast. yeah, you have a, um, an attorney that's on. I just call Emmanuel. <laughs> yeah, and that's great. <laughs> so, sorry Emmanuel. And if you're looking for more information, we do have a YouTube channel perfect. at what Styles Law. At Styles Law? Yep. Okay, perfect. And what about your website? styles-law.com. We have a good presence on Facebook and um, but the YouTube channel has a lot of good, valuable info. Perfect. And how can people get in touch with you at your office? Phone number? 781-319-1900. Perfect. And we will be putting all of this information in a blog for you on our website at bostonconnect.com. You can always reach us at 781-826-8000. Again, bostonconnect.com. And we will connect you with our favorite attorneys. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you all for having us. Mm-hmm. Thank you.